Welcome to the Joe Sneecast. I'm your host, Joe Snee, and uh, this is our first episode. I have a co-host today, my producer, Elizabeth. Hi. Hello, Elizabeth. We're going to iron out some kinks. This is, uh, this is our first episode, so <clears throat> I'm going to have a co-host probably in the future, I think. And I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm an okay co-host so far, so just kind of go with that. Yeah, we're going to. I think that's the thing. <laughs> Welcome to the Joe Sneecast. I'm your host, Joe Snee. The name sounds familiar, you probably owe me money. I stuttered, so you know it's not true. You know, no one owes me no money today. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna pitch you a movie. Cause I don't really know what to talk to you about right now. I'm like, we're gonna work through that, but I wanted to get your feedback on what you think of this idea. Is this a film that you would see or not? Okay. It's a biopic kind of. Queen 2. It opens an interior day. Rami Malek is doing Blast of Coke. He puts a tape in his Betamax. He's watching a riveting sword fight. He gets up, he does more Coke, and he calls his agent. Fuck a song, I'll score this bad motherfucker. Boom, the story of Highlander soundtrack. It's like three big montages of Fred doing, uh, man, I said grits in my fucking writing. I would definitely, I wouldn't be able to sell this movie because of a typo. I'm like disappointed <laughs> in myself. Fuck am I thinking? Uh, He's probably drinking. He's playing with swords and smiling. Then we got kids flying in from across the globe to pose with Chris Lambert and sing songs. Boom. And the movie ends with Rami eating popcorn, watching Highlander on the big screen and laughing like a maniac. Princes of the Universe plays. Then Rami delivers the closing line. It's a masterpiece. There can be only one. Fade to black. I don't own those IPs. All right. So that's, I guess, your first issue. The second issue. I... I mean, I don't know. I want to see more time travel. I know a little bit about Highlander. Christopher Lambert. More time travel. If there's any way that we can infuse more time travel. And kids. Why are kids involved? Because it's the 80s. Like, anytime you were recording music, they'd send kids from all around the world in to sing your chorus. Like, if it was a hit. Okay. So, he already knows it's a hit. Well, yes, he's very confident. You're very confident when you do cocaine. Your All hands right. get sweaty, your shirt comes off, and your confidence goes up. What about the other Queen members? I don't know their names. Not in the Brian movie. May. He's in it, but like a background player. Okay. He was very inspired after seeing the Highlander movie. Melissa McCarthy so plays him, I think. Melissa McCarthy, she's got, she can get big hair. He's got big hair. She has big hair. Yeah. That? Brian May has big hair, too. <laughs> I don't even have a mental picture of anyone but Freddie Mercury. Now, is there any way that you can get that music video? Involved or integrated somehow into. I bet the rights for that come cheap compared to the rest of the Queen catalog. What's that song called again? I am immortal. Oh, it's in my opinion, arguably greatest hit that Queen ever recorded. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, it's been in films. People know it. They like singing it at bars. It's very annoying song. Princes of the Universe has like an ethos to it. You know, you can live your life like by the rules of that song. I have no rival. No man can be my equal. Like, that's something you can take to the gym with you, you know, and be better. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, like, they saw that movie, they didn't see it with any music. And then they're like, oh, especially Brian May is like, ah, we got to do this movie. We have to sing all the songs and all the songs Queen does. That Like, first of all, as someone who had just seen Highlander this week, kind of blew my mind. That is the Second of all, yeah, let's talk and let's <laughs> divert a little bit. Let's talk about Christopher Lambert here. Christopher Lambert. What he? Why did he not have an acting coach in that movie or for that movie? If he did, where was that acting coach? All that 
Where were you? He was in the trailer. He was in the trailer. Getting fat on craft services, like acting coaches do. You know, that movie did set up a lot. I feel like it set up a lot of future movies. Every single future movie. Because it taught people how to travel in, from the future to the past, and that's how you get big financing on Hollywood pictures nowadays. Mm-hmm. In this post-Epstein era. <laughs> he did. You know, Christopher Lambert did look like Mel Gibson. He had the acting like look. He looks like a leading man, and then he starts talking, and he's all wooden. Yeah, yeah. I think he was a decent sword fighter, as it, sword fighting actors go. He also has really heavy eyelids, so his Never eyes sleep. were partially only partially open throughout the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> I hope he was a method actor on that on that set, because like Highlander's a funny character to really like live your life as. Walking through the grocery store with your trench coat on, just looking out for other motherfuckers trying to jack you with their sword. Yeah, yeah. And these were old guys, but they're ma- they're pretty agile once the sword play starts. And he wasn't that great at acting as an antique stealer, because that's what he's he didn't posing fool the as. Cops. He didn't fool the other <laughs> antique stealers. He he just maybe a little research could have helped him. Did he not bother to research in those hundreds of years of coming back and returning? He was a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. I think that's what living forever does to you. Like, you're not going to prepare. I've only been alive 36 years, and I didn't prepare for this, and it's obvious. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I really, uh, I also enjoyed Sean Connery's costume. Oh, he looks like the cat who comes and fights Shrek. I didn't see Shrek, to be honest with you. Puss in Boots. This is a family show. Okay. Oh, Puss in Boots. He, he does. He does look. Yeah, the costuming in that. I feel like he has a better costume than Christopher Lambert. As although a, I think Christopher Lambert would have blended in less if he was dressed up like that in the fucking modern times. Yeah, it's a lot. Also, let's talk about Clancy Brown. That was uh, the antihero, right? Or the yeah antagonist. Yeah, I don't know his name in the movie. I just know his. Actor. He's underused. He is. I love... It's like Krogh or something. He's a bad... He's like a Russian bad guy. Yeah. I don't know if it was rehearsed or not, but the way he came into that church and just, like, flicked his tongue at the nuns and... Oh, and he quotes Neil Young. Yeah. It's better to burn out than to fade away. And he does a quick pirouette like no cool guy has ever done ever And then it cuts to a totally different scene next. That was the thing about the movie, but let me stick with Clancy Brown. What an unsung hero actor. All right, him. He was great in Pet Cemetery too. Twisted Sister, definitely. Like I don't know what came first, and I'm not gonna look it up. But Twisted Sister was either influenced by how he kicks in a door, or he was influenced by how Twisted Sister kicks in a door. That's where he got his acting reference from. <laughs> it wasn't like how like a drunk Irish dad would do it. That's no. a lot more uncoordinated. <laughs> no, and would a drunk Irish dad do that in church or after church? In after the directly, it's like four hours after. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'd do that to a nun. Maybe, you know, and then he would say her name, Sister Mary. I tell you, your mother's no nun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Anyway, he was really great in that. And the fact that his teeth are all sorts of, all shades of honest. They're true honest teeth. Like before, you had to be all Charlie Sheen about it. You know what I mean? There's cracked teeth. There's brown teeth. There's gray teeth. It's an assortment of teeth. And now, I don't know if they're real or not. I mean, I imagine that costumery again, but great, great teeth on that croak. They say you can tell mental illness by looking at a person's teeth. Yeah? Yeah, like, especially if they're, like, lacking a few in the front. <laughs> and I think, from my experience, that feels true. So is that just, is, is not even Highlander maybe was perhaps not a movie about time travel, but was just a movie about mental illness. One man, or, or both men are mentally ill. 
No, they're the only sane men in insane society. That's how I interpret it, actually. Because, like, uh, they, they have their eyes on the prize. That's what they keep talking about. Give me the prize. They, the prize is, I guess, killing all your friends yeah. and enemies. And yeah. capturing someone's soul. Because <laughs> it electrifies you with power. Mm. So I related to that as a young man, you know, yeah. growing up. And that's why it was your favorite movie growing up? Yeah, because it's like going to a public school. It's the same lessons you learn. <laughs> Well, I liked your idea about traveling from the future in the new film because, like, you can tell Freddie Mercury's whole life story through his eyes. Like, he goes back as a little boy, mm-hmm. like um, a Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. and he gets to examine all the fun shit he's done and lived again. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, both of us have not seen that movie. I'm never gonna see it. <laughs> but we can imagine <laughs> what can it imagine was like. I can imagine what happened though. Yeah, I think it would be fun to do a Christmas Carol. You know, like where he just kind of relives. It's going to end with him at Farm Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the way the m- movie might end, too. I feel like that's just a good way to end at Farm Aid. Is that the Ghost of Christmas present? But now it's paid for by Bayer. Because uh, Monsanto is not a company anymore. So they switched. But Mons- Bayer's Farm... What's it called? Farm Fest? I had Farm it right. Aid. Farm Aid. Mm-hmm. We never had troubles. Farmers never had problems again after that concert. Mm, well, Neil Young helped out with that, and... Willie Nelson. And they just solved all the agricultural problems our country had. The fact that it's still going on. <laughs> means it was ineffective the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved going. It was so fun. Yeah. It was like Burning Man for us. Yeah. For uh, all the farmers. <laughs> I agree. How many people were drunk on moonshine there, do you think? Not enough. Nobody. Not it's illegal. Enough. But whiskey, probably a lot. Mm. So you have some questions you wrote down? No. I have some questions, too. I just have things that I wanted to talk to you about, like... Um, oh, man, it's so vague. All right. So I read this article yesterday about Lilydale in the New York Times about how it's a community for psychics. And we saw this documentary on HBO a few years ago. It's basically a little village a of 250. Town, no, it's Lilydale. Same one. Same town. I've always wanted to visit this, by the way. But... they're all psychics or they're all somehow drawn to it because it's very magical. They go to the same 90-day course as each other. I know. Well, that that could be it. It's only at their community college. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't travel down this way yet. (laughs) So I I find it fascinating that people go to visit there. I mean, I know really what it's used for, but I think the level of delusion. You can't just say that. I know really. What, what is it really used for? I want a little more on that point. <laughs> magic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> true magic. <laughs> true magic. Duh. <laughs> Only magic if you believe in it. Um, no, I, I mean, I think a part of it's like people go there to process and grieve and like people will tell you shit like your dead uncle's talking to you and says move on, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't know. Like it, what if do you it's think fair if- for there to be a town where people are psychic, shouldn't there be a town where people are Highlanders? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why can you be psychic somewhere? Like, come on. But you can't be a Highlander, like, right outside Cleveland. Yeah. I would agree with 90 like-minded men to be, like, halfway a Highlander. Like, I don't want to be decapitated. So are, But do we can each other me- with sticks or something, at, like, surprise at behind, like, a van or something. Yeah, do these men believe they can travel back in time and they must kill each other to collect each other's souls? The ones we take out in the first week do. Okay. And then the rest of us, like, just have a good time with it. <laughs> Fucking Highlanders, you know? We're living that lifestyle. <laughs> well, go, go back to the psychic idea, right? Is this... 
is this almost like I almost want to equate it to the stock market? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's I, I want to hear more though. Explain to me the connection. Maybe you're onto something, but like I don't immediately understand. But that doesn't mean it's not true. I mean, okay, so Lilydale is a village of psychics. Psychics selling you this idea that they're communicating to the dead, their iPhones. Oh, one of the things in this article, let me go back. Let me take a step back. One of the things in this article talked about how this woman was psychic because her phone moved. She knew someone was going to call. Yeah. Because she texted them. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that's it. Well, first of all, what's your take on psychics? How about that? Let me take a step back even further. I think it's an amazing power that, like, the most extraordinary people don't have. You know, like, it's obviously all bullshit, 100%. Uh, The person who might podcast with us eventually believes in astral projection. So I have, like, an outstanding bet with him that, like, I keep a dollar in my pocket that if you can astral project and you can steal my wallet, you you can have it. But I keep that dollar always unless I spend it and put a new one. And the psychics don't even know I switch it out. (laughs) That's how good they are. So I don't know. But I mean, like... uh, I want to say prove me wrong, but then, like, you just have to talk to crazy people, and I don't want them to prove me wrong. Like, I want them to get into something better, you know? If you're psychic, like, why are you so overweight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're psychic, like, why do you have such problems in your family? <laughs> there actually is a lot of familial tar- turmoil yeah. in psychic families. It's always, like, there's, like, a drug addict son or daughter. If I could only read my wife's mind, we'd never argue. Uh, <laughs> that's the problem like you know that's a dude problem right you can't yeah. re- read your wife's mind so like if there are any male psychics and they ever argue with their wives they're lying about something either to her or the rest of us <laughs> and i don't know what's scarier than your wife so you're probably lying to the rest of us you know <laughs> that's how i feel about it well okay go back to the family turmoil why do you think there's always family turmoil in psychic families because you live with a crazy person <laughs> You know? <laughs> Makes it tough. Oh, I'm not going in there. Why not? Because there's a ghost in Come on. I said fucking do the chores. You have to go in. The- I can't. There's a ghost haunts the room where the chores are. So fucking my little brother has to do it. Uh, there's definitely family members of yours and mine who would fall under that. I think some family friend. members of mine are poltergeists <laughs> while they're alive. <laughs> they only stop haunting shit when they die. <laughs> I got an uncle who shows up. He definitely portends doom, you know. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? To be fair, we should we should talk about some of the ghosts that occur. I'll I'll, talk, I'll start first. My mom always. Your mom's she, a ghost. <laughs> yeah, my mom is a ghost. My mom is a poltergeist. Breaking news: I have seen a ghost. It's my mother-in-law. She's a ghost. <laughs> My mom has these dreams, always these dreams with oh, dead people. Dreams. Yeah, like always in these Braveheart dreams. Braveheart had yeah. the same dream. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's what got William Wallace stoked besides his girlfriend. His dad came to him when he was sleeping. Yeah. And he was like, son, like our whole family's dead. Now it's your turn. My mom, my mom claims these quote unquote psychic abilities. Maybe that's why we're talking about it. Like she sees these dead family members of hers. But the thing is, they never tell her anything. And it's never anything good. So you see them hey, in your dreams. I'm still dead. Yeah. <laughs> if you were wondering, they haven't changed where I'm buried. You haven't visited in a really long time. They haven't, 
helped her with anything. In fact, she got divorced since seeing these psychics. At least these dead family members could have told her, hey, like, watch out. You should ask for this in alimony or some shit. But, like, well, how would they, How would that. those ghosts know, though? That's the thing no one ever says. Like, ghosts might be capped off at the information they had when they died. So, like, a ghost from, like, the 1700s is, like, hardly helpful. No. <laughs> you know, like, I know how to do everything you know how to do. Except, like, you know, build I don't, a chair, yeah. make my own food. I know how to farm. <laughs> I know how to farm. I can teach you about farming and owning horses. No, like, these ghosts aren't helpful in my mom's dreams. But my mom's like, oh, she'll call me sometimes be like, oh, I had a bad dream about you. Are you okay? And it's like, <laughs> no. no. What did these? I got all fucked up by your bad dream. <laughs> Thank you for calling me. I was laying here on the side of the room. I got attacked by a bad dream. My car. <laughs> Broke down, <laughs> fucking tire fell off. <laughs> How do you respond to that? What's a good response when someone says they had a bad dream about you? I'm fine. Like, what did you dream about? She's like, my dad was in my dream and he was trying to tell me something and he couldn't talk. And it's like, I no, I'm fine. Like, where are these dreams going? Clearly, these are to manipulate you into doing yeah, something she yeah. wants. Yeah, so I can always have like the exact point the person's trying to make. <laughs> oh, my mom wants me to visit. That's what she's manipulating me into visiting. Well, because the dream is about the dead relative she never visits and yeah. how their graves are overgrown with yeah. weeds. There we go. <laughs> I respect them so much if it's, you know, useful to me. <laughs> yeah. You have a psychic in your family. This no. is news to me. No, no psychics. I like because no, there are people in my family who in the past have lied about magic powers. There we go. See, but I'm not like buying their bullshit. So like, I'm not gonna be like, yes, my aunt's a psychic. My aunt's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking lies. Like a lot of drunkards lie. I remember meeting your aunt for the first time. This was this blew my mind. She's like. First of all, this woman's got, like, a crazy eye. Second of all, like, I'm thinking, like, also, maybe... also, what does she not have? Yeah. Which is all her teeth. Remember <laughs> what I said about teeth? And I didn't even mean to have a callback. Thanks for the setup. <laughs> uh, no, no. It, it, so she's got the eye. I'm thinking maybe she's got a magical eye or something. <laughs> yeah. She's got no teeth. All right. I'm in the house. I'm in someone else's house. And she comes up. She's like, how long have you been married? I mean, I'm not... Are you psychic? Yeah, are you... <laughs> What's okay. with the questions? I don't know. Okay. This is two years. She holds my hand and she says, in three years, you'll be okay. I mean, five years later, shit still sucks. Like, I don't understand how things got better. What do you mean? Your psychic ability was not that great. The only thing she can predict by holding your hand is that you might get the flu or pink eye. <laughs> I mean, she ended up in a hospital, so... Ugh. She probably predicted it. She predicted it, I guess. No, so, she was touched. She <laughs> touched by the gods as a kid, you know. Yeah. They came into her life and were like, "We're gonna give you power, true power, so you can live in a basement at 33, Whatever fucking he did. That lady lived in a garage for a while. She so, did. Yeah. Oh, see. So was it fumes? <laughs> no, like magic people live in garage. That's. I'm trying to. Give, I'm being the devil's advocate. I'm on her side now. Magic people live in garages, small co coves and caves. Think about it. Like when you watch like a fantasy thing, the most magical like people are always in little caravans. You know, they're always moving. Like hobbit houses are very small, very garage. That's why psychic places and strip malls always move. Yeah, because they don't pay the rent, and <laughs> they can foresee they won't be paying the rent that month. Was there a psychic in the Metro Atlanta Mall? Do you remember? Oh, God. Not that we've been there. Like, uh, no. I got this from, this is uh, me, there's a YouTube man 
who is uh, Darren Long. Oh, you know his name? Yeah. I refuse to know his name. But he's like a Mall security cop. guard, I guess. And he wears like a fucking catcher's unit mitt in like, no, let me describe better. He wears samurai armor outfitted with cameras to like capture just real normal human shit. And then he exploits people by putting it online. But because of that, you can get a real good outline of a mall you've never been to. You know, it's like uh, virtual reality in the most... I don't know. Is it fun? Is it fun? <laughs> is it fun? I'm not sure. You see him tase people, man. His hands fucking shake. He yeah. tased a woman. And he was like, you know, like fucking drunk grandpa on Christmas. We didn't get his bottle yet. I feel like psychics are only a thing in like Florida and the Northeast. And the California. California is definitely a Arizona is a very spiritual place, actually. They have like crystals. They have a lot of psychics. Fucking healers. Well, see, oh, okay. See, that's different. Crystals and healers. It's, it's not different. No. I don't know. Is it different than strip mall psychics? Being a crystal hero, healer? It's yeah. worse. <laughs> it's much worse because you're selling people hope on like the saddest thing. Like, they should be at a doctor. Like, you saw the Andy Kaufman movie. Like, that's the most heartbreaking part ever when he's like you know even he like falls for the little voodoo at the end like just to appease somebody and it's like oh it's fucking chicken guts and you know that he knows and like Mm -hmm. that kind of disappointment i actually haven't seen man on the moon on our next podcast we'll be discussing the movie man on the moon (laughs) starring jim carrey Mm -hmm. he was method for that speaking of again going back to highlander where chris lambert was method jim carrey would not not so that's your hypothesis now that's why he was so stiff that's true. They wouldn't know how modern people act. Wouldn't you be scared as shit if everyone you walk by might chop your head off, though, too? Like, you might be a little wooden if your enemies had swords. So is that his anxiety? Look how people act when their enemies just have Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather get in a sword fight than like an argument on the internet, though. It mm. seems like it'd be more rewarding because like, at least you're working your upper body. Mm. A sword fight... Would be better in person. So yeah, sword ahead. fights are definitely better in person. Not online. <laughs> Fucking online sword fights are the worst. Let me tell you. So go back to what you were saying about method. You were talking about Jim Carrey being method. Yes. In that. In my experience as an actor, I think method is always the way to go. When you're on set, just be an asshole to the people you work with. Like pretend you're someone else 24 hours a day. How would Abraham Lincoln get a fucking deli sandwich? So is that is that kind of like what psychics are? Their method? They're just constantly acting? Yeah, yeah, they're role-playing. <laughs> the kids call it a LARP. That's what school shooters are doing. They're LARPing now. Uh, uh, so psychics are LARPing, right? So they're, yeah. they, I mean, I get that they sometimes feel like they can heal, right? They can heal people of like... Ah, feeling like twenty bucks. Yeah, for twenty bucks, <laughs> I'll heal you. Heal you. Listen, bucks. my healing <laughs> is not free. It uses a lot of my energy. Have you ever seen a psychic? Oh yeah, I've seen. Okay, so actually, I, twice. The one time I saw a psychic, she told me I would have kidney problems in the future. <laughs> that one threw me off because it's like I, I went to see her when I was like fifteen. I don't have kidney problems. Although I, a lot of Americans do. I feel like I had a few UTIs, but like nothing problematic. Yeah, yeah, possibly that maybe they were possibly kidney. Do you know the moon is supposed to correspond to like different body parts on different phases? Because I've been looking, because I've been trying to like look at the full moon one night. Because mm-hmm. like I, I always think it's a full moon when it's real close. No, it's and not. you're like, that's not a fucking circle. Yeah. And then it's like. 
I better get good at circles, you know, just yeah. as, as a personal improvement thing. Yeah. So, uh, and you read up on the moon chart and it'll be like, oh, Wednesday the 3rd. It's great for abdomens. It's good for like gout. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you got, and so it's like, there's some, they have like crazy body parts where like kidneys on there a lot. Like, uh, but some stuff's absent because like they weren't thinking about it. Like in the 1500s when these wizards were writing their grimoires. This psychic uh, was in the basement of a bagel shop. So like, I didn't really take her that seriously. She didn't have any tarot cards about cervical spine. She seemed uh, sickly herself. <laughs> so maybe it was her kidney problem. That might be a that curse were. though. Yeah. Maybe that's where I'm like, I'm not accounting for their magic thinking. Like it might like, of course I didn't win the lottery. My enemy put a curse on me. Of course my yeah. dad fell down the stairs and like I had a curse. Uh, and then I, the other, I guess I, she wasn't a psychic, but she she was my high school Shakespeare teacher. She actually worked for Miss Cleo. That's a psychic enough. Yeah. So yeah, she, she and she also did Reiki. So oh, Reiki. We're gonna Re talk. Uh, we're gonna come Reiki. back to Reiki. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, I loved her. She was like so positive and such a beautiful person. She taught me Shakespeare. Anyway, she looked at my hand. She's like, oh, you're gonna be really wealthy. I'm not. But then the funny thing your was your hands were on callus. Because they were on callus. You look like you, <laughs> you never, never do chores. Day in your life, girl. You're gonna be very wealthy. People are gonna work for you. Nah, that's not true. Um but the person next to me was like super religious. She looked at her hand, she said, Well, you're gonna get divorced. And she's like, Oh no, no. So that that won me scandalous. over. Yeah, scandalous. Did the girl get married and divorced? I don't know. A girl I went to high school with lost her garbage cans. <laughs> It was raining. She, well, maybe if my teacher saw her hands, she'd say, you, you will lose something very valuable one day. I didn't know this when we went to high school, by the way. I wouldn't have been friends with her um, if I knew she was going to go on and lose garbage cans. But she posted on neighbor.com. Uh, I'm sorry, next door. Nextdoor.com. She had to let everyone know that the rain stole her, her goods. So I don't know what to make of people from high school is what I'm saying. You know, you can't trust them. Like yeah. psychics. Yeah. <laughs> So, I was reaching for that one. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like next door is a whole other bag of tricks. But let's go back. So let's stick to magic. Reiki. Yeah, I like that. I think Reiki is the biggest bullshit ever. I always say, like, Reiki masters must be great at hand jobs. <laughs> Just like across the room, Magneto style. They know. <laughs> they know. They but know what will I don't work. think they are. And uh, one time I got a massage, and I, like the last five minutes, the woman did Reiki. And I didn't know what she was doing. I never heard of Reiki at the really? time. I thought That's she was crazy. some kind of witch or that she was having like a panic attack or that my body was like bigger than she could have. Like she saw my body bigger than it was. Like she had dysmorphia because she was like three inches above me. And I'm like, I'm down here, you know? Yeah, but you're not touching me. You should be touching yeah, and me. I didn't feel no magic healing powers. I did feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and then afterwards, she handed me a card where she was like a Reiki master. And uh, I Did don't know. Did she also try to sell you vitamins? That was a different masseuse. Oh. Uh, a different day. Yeah, and that masseuse was hilarious because she was like, uh, she had like this whole big lie about her vitamins, but they were just garden variety Amway vitamins. But she had some story about how she was like the special sole dealer of these vitamins because she was from like Hungary. And I was like, when I think vitamins, I don't think hungry. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> like, this shit's not even FDA tested here. What the fuck are you selling? You know, if it works, it's extra scary. Yeah. That's the shit that makes your heart just explode. She well, had like Fen-Fen or something still. Soviet era Fen-Fen. Well, that's the uh, the traveler secret. 
traveler secret vitamin. I don't think she's a traveler. She just traveled from Hungary to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> she was a huckster, though. And I think that's part of the travel. The name scene. of the game today is we're talking about hucksters here. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. That's how I started off. So and I Highlander. Let me be clear. Highlander has no hucksterness or huxy, whatever you call that. There's no chicanery involved with Highlander. Huck, it's just huck. a. it's a, the best movie possible. It's Blade meets uh, Braveheart. You got it all there. And those are two, you know, as like dude movies go, you can't really beat Braveheart and Blade. And you combine them, like, you know, so I just want to go on the record. Nothing I said about Highlander was supposed to detract. <laughs> I love Blade. I love Blade. I know they're remaking it and kudos. Marshall Ali is going to be great as Blade. But like, I love Blade. I love that opening sequence. There's like no better opening sequence to any movie. That's a Marvel movie, too. That blows my mind. Rated R. Rated R, Rated too. R, yeah. <clears throat> that opening scene is so good. And the fact that, like, Stephen Dorff thinks it's, like, oh, all the weirdos, like, like that movie. And the other one was at Gates to Hell. What are they Which supposed would... to like out of his canon? If they're I not love weird? those. Those are my favorite. <laughs> what are his normal fans into? I would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything don't else know. he's in. I mean, true detective. I mean, he was good in that, but like, yeah, it still doesn't be Deacon Frost and Blade. It's different between like being in a major motion picture and being on like an HBO program. Yeah. That's premium, premium. premium. I really like that. What is that called? The Gates to Hell, that 80s movie? Yeah, it's great. I didn't know it was him until like my 18th rewatch. Yeah. They threw that on like a lot of like networks. Is is Brolin in that or is he just in uh, The Goonies? You're better at that than me. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm not Mr. Mr. No People's Names. Anyway, Tarantino really likes the Gates to Hell movie. Oh, it has good, uh, like, there's good pentagram action in it. Yeah. As a kid, that movie got me in trouble. Because I went, I had a little blackboard in my room, and I watched Mm -hmm. it, and I was like, pentagram is pretty cool. So I went in my room and drew a pentagram, and then my parents, like, freaked out. Because it's some like, are you evil? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I drew a circle around a star. It's like the circus or like on a fucking fighter jet. A ghost probably told told you to write it. They probably did. My mom would be straight up afraid of a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) That's why your mom doesn't clean the house. A lot of times she's scared of that ghost. Ghost told her not to. (laughs) It needs sheets to wear and shit. It needs fucking piles of magazines. (laughs) So if it haunts, that's where it throws. That's why she leaves it. Because if it was glass, (laughs) it would break on the wall. But old magazines? No. (laughs) They might just catch fire (laughs) and burn you in your sleep. The ghosts hate magazines. They hate old issues of Wegmans recipe magazines. It's not out. It's not out Wegmans. They didn't do nothing wrong. No. <laughs> it's not their no. fault she hoards their fucking magazines. Uh, it's their fault for offering it for free. It's mostly Maxims and Penthouse letters. <laughs> <laughs> She's a reader. Uh, yeah. Bless so actually, soul. no, no. I love, you know what? Your mom has great stories about. Like, Everybody who lies about, has great stories. Yeah, about ghosts <laughs> and you as a kid. You want to tell your favorite. I that's, This is my favorite story. I can't tell it. You have to tell it. The one with the rocking horse. I don't remember. You don't? You your tell mom, me. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there, but this is I what I understand. Either. If it's a haunting story, I'm going to see it real different. It's not going to be okay. magical to me. Like, oh, oh the rock and roll. And I'd probably be like, it's probably a slight fucking breeze. You know, this yeah. house isn't level. <laughs> like, there's always, like, my parents had crazy ghost stories growing up. Yeah. Here's the, my favorite one. Oh, when I was a, that's not the best one. Uh, let me Let me take you back to a different time. This is like the late 80s, you know, mm-hmm. people still smoked inside and stuff. So. And people believed in the devil. <laughs> I think my mom still believes in the devil, oh, yeah. you know. But yeah, no, the devil was a big deal at the time. People were panicking about Satan. 
And uh, so, you know, it was like New Year's-ish. It was winter, it was cold. And, uh, you know, I, my parents had some friends over. They were having a social few. And they came a social lot, probably, you know. <laughs> and so they had a buzz going. And uh, I'm asleep at some point. I, I didn't have a bedtime or nothing. But, like, you know, they were boring to a child. So, you know, I t- turned in. Mm. But sometimes during this night, allegedly... <laughs> A fucking they wake up from a sound sleep and there's a some kind of poltergeist at our back door we live on the second floor okay and uh, near a busy intersection near a busy intersection major street I, we see a car accident at least like once every three months you know what i mean that was like the number like that was like that's what we were haunted by like people dying in car accidents <laughs> but uh anyway this night it's a poltergeist according to my mom and he's fucking he attacks the back door and he's shaking it or something and then my dad's the hero in the story and he runs out and he braces himself against the door my mom says some religious mumbo jumbo in her aversion and the ghost vanishes were you awake no i no. never woke up which is okay. like illogically what would happen if fucking i think like they might have had a raccoon that or was my, was my hot take on it intruder. or they might have lied because <laughs> yeah. if there's an intruder i would have woke up i wasn't i was like the lightest sleeper in my house yeah. like i've always been a person who has trouble sleeping mm-hmm. you know if you walk by the door i know someone's oh, there yeah. you know i'm like very vigilant person if you hear someone talking upstairs you're like oh it's too loud and it's like you, okay. you made it sound like less cool than i made it sound. sorry <laughs> listen you're very affected by noise i don't know what to tell you you're doubling down on how cool you make it know. seem <laughs> let's just say i'm very aware i have situational awareness that's what a cool dude would say <laughs> now but you're right man noise will fuck me up like i hear it and i won't be able to sleep i'm the yeah. person who like fixates on yeah. the sound and if i could just let my mind relax it wouldn't be a big deal no. but i mean like i don't know how do you know what's going to make you nervous in your mind that's all anxiety thing it just fucks with you it invents like fake situations like most of like my life ghosts like ghosts that's i would probably be, that's probably better to be anxious about ghosts i've always been anxious about like my heart exploding in public you know mm. <laughs> or having some kind of like fucking terrible death people being like look at that dead guy yeah. so i think ghosts well i guess i could be a ghost after that shit happens though yeah. maybe that's what i'm afraid of i don't want to haunt a chuck e cheese or something oh you won't haunt a chuck e cheese i've never been under one yeah exactly <laughs> but they don't know what you're gonna build at your house oh no no, you no. might have been living in an Indian burial ground haunting that, and now you're hunting a, Jer- a Jersey Mike's. You know, yeah. you don't you don't ever know what society is going to bring your way. I mean, there was definitely some kind of pollution on the land, the house land, but no, I don't know about Indian burial ground. Maybe a burial ground for like cats and stuff. No. New Jersey was full of, in- of burial grounds for cats and shit. I'm just saying, like yeah. fucking, you know, like New Jersey's full of that. Civilization evolves. Yeah. If you dig down like far, you find like the past that's what it's all about in like archaeology in england if you have like a shovel you can make like some money selling old stuff <laughs> we just live in a boring part of new jersey where our old stuff's just like people's garbage from 30 years ago <laughs> oh, antiques antiques uh no i want to tell that story about you and the rocking horse you your mom like the way the way she told it was you were you have to jog my memory on this one I mean, you were in the, I mean, uh, what is it? You lived in the basement at the time and your rocking horse was moving back and forth and you were just sitting there and watching it. And your mom came downstairs and asked you like what was going on or something like that. I think that's the plot of Poltergeist 1. (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> the TV sucked me in. You know. <laughs> I, I, no, so I, I remember. Point. And that now that rocking horse is in the garage because, like. No, you're conflating uh, two weird stories she has. Oh, okay. Sorry. But it's better the way you ghost, tell it. The ghost stories are better. They're really, I can't do it. I just refuse to play along. I don't remember one time uh, there was a haunting in a place. Like, you know what I mean? On I've this rocking horse. Anywhere I've been. I keep the old haunted rocking horse out in this garage I hang out in when it's time to like smoke weed and be alone mm -hmm. and it never rocks well, even when I'm really high it. the ground rocks before the thing starts rocking yeah. you know what I mean uh, well, I'm waiting you're waiting for the ghost I'm waiting I have an open invitation to the spirit to come to the rocking horse and hang out so okay I'm going to go back to my original question. Please is do. is okay. So I almost feel like psychics are in a way like dudes or women who sell stocks, right? They're making predictions. They're helping you process your money. They're helping you process your grief. I mean, I think the difference is sometimes in a, like it less than fifty percent of times. So like less than a coin flip, but sometimes a stockbroker will give you advice that leads to you having more money. Where I would say a psychic probably has a much less <laughs> success rate, you know? Okay. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Grammar I feel like we would have there, to do a national An empirical study. study. On this, yeah. I think psychics are prone to fudging their numbers. I'm just going to put that out there. Probably. <laughs> it's like NASA with the moon bullshit. Probably. Do you believe in lizard people? No. Why not? I don't know. I I just seems implausible. Can I pitch it to you different? Okay. I'm going to tweak what a lizard person is. Okay. What if a lizard person is someone whose like limbic system of their brain, the more basic part of their brain, right. inspires fear motivated fear motivated behaviors that have negative impacts on their surroundings and others. Okay. And then those kind of people, because they kind of have psychopathic tendencies, mm -hmm. would tend to, like, raise in social hierarchies. Mm -hmm. So uh, would it be fair to call people who have that disposition lizard people? Well, isn't that the reptilian brain? Right. Or is that that's, part of it? That's what inspired this. I was stoned yeah. one day and I heard the name reptilian brain. I was like, fucking, that's what is lizard, that what people, lizard are. people are. I think people think they're actually giant lizards. Oh, yeah. Like, they, like, switch. But, like... I mean, I'll entertain it. I'm, I'm down for whatever. That's as real as any psychic. Yeah. But, uh, lizard people. But I think, like, my version of lizard people is uh, more real than psychics, let's say. Yeah. A greater reality. Yeah, well, because the reptilian brain exists. Like, that's part of... Of our evolutionary story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I don't look like a lizard. You don't look like a lizard. Oh, that's not an argument. That's what, like, e evolutionary <laughs> people do. Like, they say we came from animals, but my uncle doesn't look like he came from... You know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah, not... Yeah, he's an animal, your uncle. My uncle's a total animal. Now, like I wasn't talking about my personal experience, you know? I was talking about, like, this... I saw a science fair of, like, religious kids on one of those documentaries, and one of their experiments was that their uncle did not like bananas. Like, you know, primates like bananas. Therefore, their uncle is not a primate. But that's actually like a logical fallacy. Like they're flipping the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, if I go to the grocery store, I buy a chocolate bar. But if I have a chocolate bar, it doesn't mean I went to the grocery store. Right. I can go to the grocery store and not buy a chocolate bar. But I might only be able to buy chocolate bars at the grocery store according to the world I'm setting up. Uh -huh. So that's the logical problem with that. But she got a fucking high marks at that science fair. So it's oh. just like logic's just out the window. Cute kid. 
I'd probably give her an A too, but that's just because I'm a sucker, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, lizard people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that much. I'll be honest. I don't know much about lizard people. I don't know much about this topic. Okay. You don't believe the Earth's flat? No. I can get you on record. You definitely, for sure, don't believe the Earth's flat. Yeah, I don't believe that. But you can't do the math to prove it's round. Right. I think I, you know what? You're passionate that the earth is flat. <laughs> I'm not passionate about Kudos it. I just like it you. as a topic. I'm hijacking the flat earth thing because I, I like what it proves. I think like, how do you prove it isn't flat if you can't prove it's round? Just there's mathematical ways to do it that you've been able to do since like, you know, ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. So like, it's kind of a comment on like the mathematical ability of the person presenting you with the argument either way. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like show me your work. It's inter- It's more interesting. Because mm-hmm. like, I, otherwise it's hearsay, right? That's what hearsay is. When someone tells you something they heard someone else say, and then you take their telling of it as like a true fact. It's like the legal version of hearsay and evidence or whatever. So like, most people's proof that the Earth is round is just hearsay. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> That's why I fucking brought it up. It, <laughs> there will ever be a law case about flat Earth, like someone will take someone to court over taking yeah, totally. it too far. There will be something. I mean, it might not be over if the Earth's round or flat. Although I can imagine a defense that's like implausible enough to hinge on. That would be a crazy argument to write. If, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Got um, drinking Coca Cola, which is not wise. And you're recording your voice. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't know. That, do you think there will ever be a case about lizard people? No. No, definitely. I don't think there's going to be. Uh, the legal part is not the part to play off on that one. I don't know why I took it that place. I don't know. Just thought. Yeah, anything else to talk about? I got some shit I wrote down. Yeah, werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> I like werewolves. I just feel like they get a bad rap. Oh. I think Jackie Kennedy killed uh, JFK because if she'd kill a book of poetry, she'd kill her husband. React. Uh, oh, yeah. Carly Simon. I think I told you this <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, Carly Simon. She, Jackie did not seem that great of a friend. Honestly, not that supportive. She wasn't very supportive to John when he took a shot either. He, you know, <laughs> he slumps and she hardly was able to hold his weight up. Yeah, she did a bad <laughs> job of holding him up. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of these political marriages uh, are kind of created by other people and forged together to create a more powerful Who do you think the matchmaker is in those kind of circumstances? That's interesting, but who would play those roles? I don't know. I mean, she's got a wealthy family, the Bouviers, like they were. I mean, the crazy gray garden ladies, they just lived in that house. They didn't seem that rich, though, when you watch the movie, did they? I bet it was, um, what is it? Declining wealth. You know what I mean? Like you were wealthy at some point. I forgot oh, like how they when got wealthy. Oh, your friends wealthy. have nice furniture from the eighties now. Yeah. You know, like I remember mirror top tables. You know. <laughs> oh, your grandma and grandpa sure had a lot of money back then. Not you though. <laughs> you never updated. I like it. You just kept their stuff, huh? Yeah. I so they're both wealthy. I mean, what's his name? Kennedy got rich off railroads, right? A booze. Booze. There he was we go. a bootlegger. That's why there's that whole like mafia angle to all those conspiracies. You know. Mm-hmm. But. No, Jackie. I don't know. And it's funny that we like all like, oh, my gosh, so beautiful. I think it's because we just didn't know her deep down dark shit. Like she just she didn't seem that kind. I think beauty's unrelated to 
your personality. Yeah, like, oh, she was, um, well, she did that first filming of the White House, you know, like going in and showing off everything. Was like, she old? time TV. Because like, presidents are always old, like in my lifetime. And like, but JFK and her don't look be, super old. No, no, he's the youngest president, I believe, or Obama, or, uh, President Obama was, I, something like that, those two. Donald Trump's the youngest president. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably wrong, you're right. Um, I don't know. She, but anyway, she, she did that whole um, review, uh, what is it, tour of her house. That was the time when TV was like... Really yeah, cribs. Cribs, 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 cribs is coming cribs. out. Or did yeah. she do Room Raiders? No, she's come on. She's a she cribs too high girl. class for Room Raiders. Yeah, she she showed MTV her house, and you know there were some effects here and maps and. Okay, that one's dying off a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I think our Highlander thing was our best thing so far, even though went a little weird with it. Yeah. Oh, I had a TV show too. Okay, pitch me your TV show. I don't like you're gonna have to help me develop it because I just have the the idea. It's a crossover show. Mm-hmm. Jason versus Ninety Day Fiance the other way. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth, Jason. You know, in full form, like in his Jason versus Freddie form, mm-hmm. versus the cast of Ninety Day Fiance, and it's scripted, just like the TLC show and the Friday the Thirteenth movie. All right, what's the problem? Jason shows up. That's always the problem. He just shows up and also, now you got a problem. Do they also have a problem getting their visas? It may be, but Jason, he doesn't he's just he's just a force of nature. No, they're at the reunion show. If I was gonna write a real movie about this, yeah. I would start at someplace tangible or I would have them each like I would do like an if it was a show, I would do an episode based format mm-hmm. where like he went abroad mm-hmm. and like visited them wherever they were hanging out. How does he travel abroad? It's Jason's magic. Like, you never need to know that. <laughs> How to get back to Chris, Camp Crystal Lake all those times. You know, there was no Uber then. This was the 80s. <laughs> that would have been a really expensive cabaret. What was that, Higgins Haven? That was, like, get one of the buildings. Yeah. You have a good memory for, like, weird, like, little parts. Yeah. And the big picture, no. The little parts. Higgins Haven was where he visited <laughs> in the third movie. It's on the tour. Yeah. That's a real place in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Camp uh, Lake Nobis Scobie. Um, yeah, it's in Blairstown. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. So I wonder there. if it's a super fun site. <laughs> Is that why he it's came from there? It's super fun there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super fun place. Words in. <laughs> we, uh, well, okay. So go back to this idea. So he goes, he travels. And who is he trying to destroy? All of them? Why is he trying to that, destroy that's them? Not, well, I'm open on that. That's why I said I have to develop this idea, Did right? they somehow... Maybe he's not even after the couples. Maybe he's just after, like, people in their in their social circle. But he's probably after them. Are they virgins? Sometimes they're virgins. So then, you know, when they copulate the first time. Copulate? Yeah. That's the word you're going to go with? Yep. (laughs) When they copulate. Yeah, that's the word I went with. Your Honor, I walked in and I called them copulating. (laughs) No one ever spoke that way before. Where did you learn the word copulate? What did your parents do to you? (laughs) Not enough. (laughs) Not enough. They didn't copulate enough. No, they just <laughs> left me there. <laughs> they undulate, they copulate. <laughs> and then they, uh, well, okay, so then they follow, so then they have sex for the first time, the couple's all right, I'll change my word. And Maybe uh, they make love. Yeah, and then, I'm not like, trying he's, to besmirch these people. he's so upset, right, instead of watching the kids in the lake, 
you know. There being a couple and being on yeah. TV and just yeah. like talking gossip about like yeah. really private things or like elevating melodrama to a higher level for you know to stay employed i like how they all have to say they don't have jobs and that's their big stress yeah. but they're on a fucking television show that has to pay them yeah hey paul has a job he's yeah. a shitty tv actor on a fucking reality show it's just not good enough for karini yeah <laughs> and it shouldn't be though he's like you know what i mean I, I, we can go I hard like, on the show i like i it. like that their problems in this potential tv show their problems aren't only the green card uh, government bureaucracy ben Dunn. Ben relationship Dunn. Issues, getting their passports. It. It's Jason. It's Jason. It's new. He's been to space. Now he's going to Dubai. He's going to Chile. Guitar. Going to Qatar. Qatar you know, yeah. he's doing him, man. And he's gonna learn a little something about himself, right? So after he gets rid of all these people, I'm gonna I'm gonna shop Jason around after hopefully I get a little money from the show. And then we can have other crossovers. Yeah. You know, so what could be next for Jason after he finishes 90 Day Fiance? I think Eat Pray Love now that he's traveled. Okay. Do you think he'd kill people in more exotic ways after he, like, eats couscous and stuff? Yes, yes. I was just thinking uh, of TLC shows. I feel like it would be a very short season of my 600-pound life if Jason's <laughs> following them around. Do you know who killed, even if we did this show, though, you know who would have a higher body count in Tunisia than Jason? Who? Predator drones. Oh. <laughs> Good one. Bump my mic. <laughs> um, yeah. What were you talking about? Oh, no. oh, okay. So let me talk about, yeah, 90 Day Fiance for a second. Paul. Why is Paul a great husband? Why is Paul a great husband? Yeah, what's, uh, what's your view? Like, why does he work as a spouse? He knows a little Portuguese. Abrogato. Abrogato. He's, uh, he's definitely come to Brazil. He's there. He's, he's there. <laughs> he was there at certain points. So he was able to fly a plane and get on you a You don't boat. think that's green screen? No, I don't. I think that's real. Because all the gear he bought, he's not that great of an actor yet. Um, he has very kind eyes, even though he... No, he doesn't. No, he, doesn't. <laughs> he has, like, crazy person eyes. He does. He I... got convicted of arson, and it's like, yeah, I could see He it. does have a fire in his no one's, eyes. No one's ever surprised when he's like, I got a criminal record. You know, and it's like, he's like one of those weird little guys who has a criminal record. He has to be funny at the card game or else, you know? <laughs> I feel bad for Karini. But no, 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 I don't. Because, like, this is kind of an agreement. Adult, you guys entered you know, this, this business. You entered this TV show. You There's a world of delusion on the show that I always enjoy watching. Who from that show can you see getting on the Hollywood Squares one day? Who's oh, Ale Paula. Paula. Paula? Paula, yeah. That's past cast, though. I'm talking... Oh, this current Nine one? Nine Day Fiance, other way. Like, who do you... I think I'll go with Roland... Is that his name? Ronald. Ronald. I want to call him Roland. Yeah. There's that uh, Warren Zevon song about a Roland, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that guy, he's he's my favorite character. He's got a pair of hot dice in his hands. Yeah, he's just ready to go. Take a gamble on me, baby. <laughs> I feel like he got a little too much flack for uh, his gambling problem. I bet it wasn't even that. I think what he should tell her is like, it wouldn't have been a problem if I hit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one hot streak away. I wonder how casinos in South Africa compare to casinos in like Atlantic City. They're probably the exact same. 100%. Yeah. They're always giving away cars. They've always got a rewards card. Just barbed wire. Yeah, barbed wire. A oh, block away. Like, it's like, this looks different. Yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> in Atlantic City. <laughs> you want to buy my watch? <laughs> Now, Atlantic City, I think, is... Uh, I think 
he got too much flack. He was he was he also seemed a little kind. I mean, the other ones are all crazy, but like he's the one who I think that's the relationship that might work I see if it. he I gets see to the out. U.S. I don't I don't know about this Jihoon and Devin thing. He's a romanticist. He is a romanticist. I mean, she doesn't want to live in South Korea, but here's the thing. Living in South Korea is not that bad. Oh, that's right. You've lived in South Korea. Yeah, like, it's not... You can do it as an American. Compared like, to other countries where you just can't. Yeah, like, Ecuador, <laughs> I'm not going there. No thanks. Like, in, in South Korea, she can get by. This I don't know about her kid. Large equi- uh, like, Ecuador is my primary market. Yeah. I'm trying to sell ad copy the there. The Jason? <sighs> They're going crazy for Blue Chew in Ecuador. <laughs> oh, no, Jason... <laughs> oh wait, never mind on the Ecuador. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just fucking around, Liz. Okay. Keeping it loose, man. Don't I'm just told you like uh Yeah. I mean to throw you off. <clears throat> okay. So this Jason idea, Jason 90 day fiance, do you think TLC will like that? No. They can never pay the IP on the Jason franchise. Oh, yeah, that's you know, true. I mean we need like a big player. I think what we do is we contact like a Sony or something uh-huh. and we get them to come through and buy TLC. Uh, and then, like, that's Discovery how... owns TLC. And who owns that, Viacom? I don't know, maybe, probably. Or Vivandi? Well, okay. So, I like this Jason idea. I like the drones with it. I like aliens. The, drone, the drones weren't part of my idea. I was just saying, like, he would have Predator. a rough time topping the high score. Do you think you can teach Jason how to do drones? <laughs> no. I think he's a hands-on learner. I think all the movies have <laughs> demonstrated that. I think he's what you call unteachable. Uh, you know? Yeah, Kinesthetic? I mean, he died when he was a kid, right? So, like, the first time, at Obviously least. Obviously not. You know, like, yeah. no. He learned how to use an axe. He learned how to use a machete. He learned how to use a lot Fairly of tools. Fairly intuitive. Yeah. As tools go. If he, like, used, a, like, a jigsaw and, like, made, like, a cutout, I'd be like, oh, maybe there's something here I can work with. But, like, to, to learn this motion, you know what I mean, up and down. But he has enough force, enough brute strength. That's also uncoachable. You know, I mean, people kind of have power level. Like, you're either going to naturally be a powerful person or not. Like, you can train it a little. But he's good at lurking. I feel like I've been to parties with guys who are just naturally good at that, too. <laughs> which is like a skill they have, you know? Okay. My neck burns if I don't know somebody. I feel like I got to get out of there. But some guys can just, like, wait through the awkwardness and then, like, find, you know, the opportunity to leave some other way. Why lurk? True. I don't know. That's a guy. I never. I've never been a lurker. What do you think? What are some good lurking reasons? Why would you lurk somewhere? You look more like a lurker than me. I'm trying to solve a mystery. <laughs> yeah. What kind of mystery would you be into solving? Like who stole my milk at work? We almost got uh, involved in a mystery once, and you didn't want to solve it whatsoever. I'm going to out you a little bit. Okay. So we were taking a walk uh-uh. in historic downtown, like in a suburban town in New Jersey. I don't want to get this person in trouble if they're still up to their old tricks. I'm not going to catch the Riddler. But uh, we go under an underpass. And there's a bridge. I find these Polaroids. They're face down. They got writing in a language I don't speak on them. It's probably definitely a human language, but not a language I speak. I turn them over. It's men, full grown, not burly per se, but hairy, mm-hmm. in various states of undress, duct tape on their mouth, tied up phone number on the bottom of the Polaroid. I pick it up. I look at it. I put it right back down and pretend I never saw it. And, I, and this is the first time I talked about it publicly ever <laughs> because I did not want to be serial killed. <laughs> yeah, that's So that's- I'm not going to solve a mystery because I'm a coward. 
What's your reason? <laughs> Why are you uh, so? I was not getting involved. me. I'm not that involved. That is like, it's compelling in a way, but not in a way I want to get compelled. Yeah. I kind of feel like I already know the story. This is something someone's leaving for someone. Maybe they were upset and threw out. While I didn't think driving. of that angle. Like, I'm not dealing with this. So, like, this was someone's anymore. private property. Yeah. And they're like, now. I'm going to out them now. So, you think it was, like, uh, interesting. I thought it was two ways. I'm like, either these guys tied up want to be tied up, and in that way, it's none yeah. of my business. Yeah. Or two, these are guys who don't want to be tied up. So, some guys out there tying up guys who don't want to be tied up. And let me tell you, if you're tying someone up who doesn't want to be tied up, you're pretty good at tying people up. Yeah. So, I don't want none of your problems. You know what I'm saying? Don't come my way with a rope. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with that. That one has like severe consequences potentially for me, as a as a as a female. I don't know. That's like I think your he, he want none of your actions. Also, yeah. I think that's why you he could solve the mystery me. better than me though. Yeah, because like you could be undercover. You know, like he's expecting men to call. Mm-hmm. A small woman shows up like delivering the Wall Street Journal. He's not going to think twice. Yeah, and then you can get to the bottom. of I this. can dress up as a young boy like they do on to that catch sounds a predator. Very dangerous. That sounds more dangerous. <laughs> I think you're going in the okay. wrong direction. You just got to put a baseball cap on me, and I look like don't that. like that look. <laughs> I wouldn't lean into that. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole other issue that I don't want to be involved with. So that's a, that. See, I want to solve some mysteries, but not that. Give me like the, your top mystery to solve. What's a good one? Like where, where would you get started? Dream case. Dream case. The case of the broken microphone yeah. and how it's gonna come out of my, well, my credit card. <laughs> I want to know how the guy across, like in our neighborhood, is how he's. So he has this. Nosy. He has this charity. Yeah, I'm nosy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so like, work. My yeah. curiosity must be settled about this mundane yeah. thing. I noticed. Yeah, and it's really stupid. This guy, like, somehow he always has dogs. He's training, and it's for a charity. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how much I buy into it. The, the reason you don't buy into it is because he's not always training dogs. It's because yeah. he trained a dog one time three years ago, and that was it. And, that's and, the, and he, he still does. has the same charity. And it's like, you have one dog as your whole charity. So I would lurk to Th- that, find out what the I hustle. I think I solved it just by noticing that the guy only had one dog, you know? <laughs> then we're at the bottom of it. I like to find out, like, what the weird quirks about people. Everyone's got something weird, something dark about them. What What is it about each of the people, you know, like, that I meet? That's kind of fascinating. Although it's one of those, like... Uh, you cannot know it, right? It's not like the curse of the psychic character in every mm-hmm. uh, show and movie book, Sookie oh, yeah. Stackhouse syndrome. Like when you know people's real thoughts, they're like very mediocre, mundane, potentially yeah. kind of like, oh, yuck, like that's the shit you think about. So like when you know their secret, you're not going to know their secret. And they might be like, all right, 98% of the time. And then they go home and like put whipped cream on their like, you know, their chest and like dance in the mirror or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. That was a weird one. I was thinking of Varsity, Varsity Blues. Because that was a weird moment. <laughs> you know, because he definitely didn't expect that from that girl. I no. could tell by his face where he's like, I'm from fucking Dawson's Creek. What's this bullshit? Yeah. His agent probably had to really lean on him. <laughs> you haven't got me a payday in a minute, boy. This whole whipped cream thing, that means that like this isn't her first rodeo. She's done this before. Yeah, because like a rookie mistake would be to like, use like something else, like cream cheese or something. Yeah. <laughs> so she went right for the good stuff. Oh, yeah. If I wrote that movie, I think what would happen is his parents would have came home and they would have not noticed that, but then been like, were you guys doing whippets? (laughs) Just branch in a different way. And then he becomes like a drug addict who drops out of school and gets addicted to Percocet. Walking. Walking on sunshine. Walking on sunshine, yeah. Why'd you write down werewolves? Like, what could you possibly have to say about a werewolf? I want to hear your werewolf thoughts. 
please share them with me. I feel like there's too many bad movies about werewolves. There's not enough good movies. The only, only good one I can think of is Teen Wolf. Gary right? Busey. Oh, yeah. Silver Bullet's pretty decent, too. That's one of those Vampire movies outweigh werewolf movies. And, like, I want more good werewolf movies. And not Wolfman. That one. That was almost good. It looked good, but then it just didn't pay boring. off story-wise. Yeah. Boring. Werewolf movies cannot be boring. I remember being fascinated with werewolves because of this book I got in third grade at a book fair. And it was just about werewolves and, like, where they lived and how they came from. Uh, Romania and what like were all the these sources little... that the author cited. <laughs> None. <laughs> this was a book in third grade, so I'm guessing it's written by a psychic. Yeah, it's written by a psychic or a child. A child's it's a book about werewolves. My indigo child wrote this book about werewolves, and every word in it's true. <laughs> I I don't understand why they have a bad like I I would like to why can't we make a good werewolf movie? Me and you, because we lack the budget. It'd have well, to be like a fifteen dollar yeah. movie. <laughs> look fucking terrible. Because <laughs> I think there's better premises, probably. You know, the, tell a story that's not been told. Cannot be scary. Teen Wolf is great, but it's hilarious. Like you can't. That's not scary. scary. I mean, even if, Silver Bullet's hilarious. Not scary. That's the point. I think of like rewatching those movies, though. You know, it's like they're they're pretty funny by today's eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't think those movies were ever really that scary, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was ever fucking freaked out by like what's it called uh, the Bullet one, no, Silver, Silver Bullet. Bullet. Yeah. Like I don't think I think The Exorcist was like legitimately scary to people. Oh, that's scary. Phantasm. Phantasm. I don't know if like enough people know about Phantasm. Phantasm frightens me. It's because the man, and it's no, not even the demons or the creatures. Just it's ageism. the man. Ageism. He's old. <laughs> It's gross. Why is he old? Yeah. Why isn't he handsome? Like Brad Pitt. Yeah. (laughs) Then a movie would be great. (laughs) Nah, it's a good movie. It's hard to talk about what it's about, though. That's one problem. We try to fucking describe Phantasm to someone who's never seen it. There's several sequels. There's an old man. He's walking around. He has some kind of technology I don't understand. Oh, he looks mad a lot. The kids know to run away. (laughs) Kids know. They have the psychic ability. They know best. Um. Yeah, so I, I I just I would like a good scary werewolf movie. Is it because people? Well, how like could werewolves? a werewolf marry? Uh, how could a werewolf movie be scary? Like that, I think that's the the obstacle. Like, how could you? Would you ever literally be scared by a film about werewolves? I don't know. Why are people scared about with vampire movies? Name a scary vampire movie. I can't because I'm not scared. They're kind of just like they're like softcore erotica for old ladies. <laughs> You know, man, I wish my husband was pale. Blade. <laughs> Blade. Blade is good. But it's not good because it's a vampire movie. Yeah. But the vampires in it are cool. That's probably yeah. the best vampire movie ever. Well, John Carpenter's Vampires is pretty campy fun. And I like yeah. Interview with a Vampire. Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. See, we're just naming all these good vampire movies. But they're not scary. None of them are scary. Wolf. I was never scared for a moment, okay, even so- as a young boy. Like, Fright Night came out when I was pretty young, dating myself. But like the original one came out, and I remember being like, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. But I, like, it's not like going to keep you up at night. But when Child's Play first came out, even though that got ridiculous, like little kids were afraid of toys. Oh, yeah. You know? I was. So that, I had that's one. effective horror, right? When like people start looking at shit and going like, Maybe, even though like it's insane, you know what I mean? Like, you know, your toys, you know, like they're not psychic, you know, <laughs> it's not real, but there's something about it when it starts affecting how you see reality. A little well, that's bit. a big fear when you're little that your toys are going to move while you're sleeping. Oh, man, your parents used to pawn your shit. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh shit, your Xbox moved. <laughs> it's now in some other kid's house because I owed his dad money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that's a big fear, though, when you're a kid that your toys are going to move. I, and I apologize what? on behalf of your parents. Yeah. I never had that fear. I didn't have toys, really, though. No? No. <laughs> Grew uh, up outside. Uh, uh, so how do you feel? This is your first podcast. You know, I was pretty nervous at first. That's pretty obvious. Uh, I felt like I was like, uh, you know what my, like why I have stage fright? It goes back to college, honestly. Huh? And it's given presentations. Huh? And it, it's not that it was like, it's the fact that everyone was bored during every presentation. And like, I didn't want to be boring too. It's like, I just watched 35 boring people tell me something very mediocre, very uninteresting. Cause that's what college is. <laughs> Someone telling you something like, I don't fucking really need to know this. Where's my Adderall? And then, uh, you know, then it's your turn. And like, so like, you know, I'm not like quite the showman, but part of me is like, I better make it worth their while. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then it's like the anxiety of like making something uninteresting, interesting, that's hard, you know? And like, I guess uh, that feeling just pops up when you like go to perform a little bit for me at least. So you're scared of not being interesting. Yeah. I'm like a high school girl. We got to the bottom of it. It took us about an hour. Oh, well, that's good. We got to it at least. Sweet Valley High is basically my backstory. Uh, my twin got all the attention. <laughs> She's the pretty one, you know? So now I have an anxiety. I have stage fright. It's okay to have stage fright. You just got to keep practicing. Or drink. Yeah, or drink. But those are so many uh, empty carbs. You did, you know, I podcasted, I counted 12 years ago. This was way before. I mean, I was. Mark Marin ripped you off, right? Yeah, Mark Marin ripped me off. <laughs> it was your garage first. I remember in one of you my. You and my aunt lived in that garage, yeah. and fucking Marin saw you guys. Psychic. I started said, playing I, his I, guitar. I predicted this. Um, yeah. Actually, 12 years ago, I was in a shitty house in a college town speaking into a mic, talking about Twitter. Still here. No, Twitter. Yeah, I know. Twitter just first came out, and it was like a big deal. Were like, parents it was, accepting? What? Yeah, its parents were pretty accepting of it coming out. I think a lot of people were accepting of it coming out, and now it's a totally, you know, it's a different. It's not thing. controversial anymore. Let's I, move on. I, re <laughs> I remember talking about cha cha. Do you remember cha cha? Sounds like this a dance. was. <laughs> it, it was. It was asked cha cha. It was like you were so you texted a question. Any? Oh, question. I do remember. I, you were the person who introduced me to it. I I hung out with you. Yeah. We were walking somewhere, and you were like, "Oh, I know how to find out how to get there. I'll use cha cha." You text Cha Cha, Cha Cha gives you directions. You we use those directions. It was like a thirty-five minute walk, even though I lived in the neighborhood and there was a direct <laughs> way that was like five minutes. But you were like, I got the internet here. It says you're wrong. It was on and my I'm not, flip phone. I'm not confident enough to like to go against the internet. You know, it was on my flip phone at the time. <laughs> How can you question it? So anyone would answer your question. Someone might have been for a Cha -Cha. fucking psychic side job. <laughs> Uh, I work for Miss Cleo, but when I don't get calls, I answer like honest to God questions about places around the globe. Yeah, like that I've never questions. been to. <laughs> I fucking don't know anything about. Psychics like talking about stuff they know, don't know anything about. And that's what a person who does that does. They're like a Yelp reviewer is probably more informed than a cha cha employee, but they're not employed no more, right? No, cha I mean, Google is a thing. So Google stole cha cha. Thunder, maybe. I don't know. I wonder. Yeah, they probably went bankrupt. Yeah. 
Cha-Cha does not exist, I don't think. But Ask does. Ask Jeeves. That's still around? I think so. Yeah, I looked up Ask.com. When that closes, there will be like a BuzzFeed article about how many Americans just lost their jobs. <laughs> but like, you know, Ask Jeeves closed. It's Donald Trump's fault. I used it's to love Eight American Ask jobs Jeeves. gone. And, you know, I still I still use the way I typed on Ask Jeeves because you got to ask a question on Ask Jeeves. Like, you know, how is uh, water made? I still do that how with Google. How is water made? That was your yeah, example that was, of that was, a question that you That was a good up. question. How, how is, is water made? <laughs> Why is the sky? <laughs> Who is my dad? <laughs> These are college questions I had in college. Um, yeah. Um, I still use that when I Google stuff. I ask questions. No. There's no point to it. It's redundant. I guess that's the part of you that's a romanticist. I am a romanticist. Just yeah. holding on to like a little past affectation, yeah. you know, adding a little extra words to your troubles. I have a phone and big fingers, so I don't add any extra words. I I add less words to text and still spell them wrong. You know, that's the big guy with big fingers lament. They don't make like you don't want to carry a calculator in your pocket, but it's really hard to text when I'm using a phone that also works in your hand. <laughs> A graphing calculator. The best form of graphing. Yeah, those are the best ones. Okay. We're going to switch topics. So this is like a down moment. Well, it's 344. Do you need to take a break or you want to push through? How are you doing? I'm okay. What do you think of podcasting with me so far? It's okay. You don't seem as nervous anymore. I'm not. No, I'm not. It's just like a new place. You know what I mean? You don't want to. Getting comfortable. I think this is important, the fact that you have stage fright, that you do something like this. It's important that I do something like this, too. I think it, all of us, humans. Yeah, so I mean, that's why I decided to do this. That was, like, my inspiration. Besides selling, like, ads eventually we need and to. monetizing this, my other goal was to, like, get over that bullshit in my head. Yeah. You know, it's just weakness. You just got to crush it. Yeah. I was afraid of heights for a while, so I started jogging over bridges. And then you're not afraid of heights anymore. I mean, you still are, but it doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? It's just something to get past. And afterwards, you're better. So this is just like, this is an inconsequential thing, but like, in a way, it'll make us better. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm happy to be doing it with you. I normally hate talking, but I've been trying (laughs) to keep up. I tricked you into speaking to me for an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. God. You're on the ride now. (sighs) Yeah, nothing. I just keep going. I mean, listen, this is the thing. When you're put in a situation, you'll just kind of keep going. You'll figure I it out. I was hoping so because, like, I was just going to do two voices, but that would have been, like, so strange. I'd feel bad. <laughs> hey, I tried to do voices the other day. You hate no, it. No, that's definitely not the best idea. I'm not a big fan of, like, uh, character acts. You have to be a very funny person to pull characters off. Like, I think Richard Pryor's character work, top notch. Everyone else, not Richard Pryor. I know, but how? I supposed to practice How are you supposed to become Richard if, I, if i can't do my little like i have to practice my mom's accent i can't practice my mom's accent because you hate when i try to talk like what my about mom. like a well like if you did it into a well and it would just bounce it back i bet that would be an awesome experience for you mm-hmm. you know what i mean like think about it like the acoustics in a well on parallels so i should fall down a well no one's talking about falling down any well you do have like a vertigo yeah. a well is especially just dangerous for someone like well. you no, it's hard to hear someone else practice a performance piece. I never ask you to listen to me, like, you know, practice. Let's pretend that's true. <laughs> this is my fucking podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you're like, you know, jokes are always rough. I get it. 
But like a uh, character's hard because like when you're saying something and then someone responds in character, it's method. You're being method with me. <laughs> you're being your fucking mom method. I don't want to hang out with your mom. Yeah. That's what it is, man. That's Why don't rough. you want to hang out with my mom? She's too tall. She's too tall. <laughs> my mom does have a lot of complaints. She'll probably complain about something. It's just the hype, but if you add more stuff, I'll take that too, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I like to practice my mom's voice, but you hate when I do that. So, and I'll, you know what I'll do? I start practicing to the dog. I talk to the dog. That sounds better. Accent. I like it. My dog doesn't, the dog doesn't not care. How do you know? Well, because she doesn't react. Your your dog doesn't react to your mother's voice? No. That's a sign. That's a sign. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she has I a fucking wag her tail, either. nothing. You should read no. into that. There's something about that accent, maybe, that has an effect on the people that you know. Mm. Your dog doesn't, like, give you little kisses, doesn't, doesn't jump up on you when you do it. No. Does it shake? No. <laughs> Does it hide and stuff? No. <laughs> the dog does love when I do that, like, high voice. The, but that has nothing to do with me practicing my yeah, I mean, dogs love those kind of high voices, just like the squeak toys. You can't speak for all dogs. No, I can't There's speak no for all dogs. There's no stereotyping on my podcast. <laughs> okay. Try again. <laughs> Most dogs. Do you think it'd be fun to be a magician? Uh, Yes. Give me your three top reasons why you think it'd be fun to be a magician. I'm going to be devil's advocate, and I'm going to try to argue against them. I'm not prepared for this exercise, and I don't know what my argument's going to be. They're going to come up on the spot. I don't know if they're going to be any yeah, good. Yeah, you Go. are good at arguing. Let's see. All right. So, number one, uh, everything you do is kind of fake. And kind of really fake, right? There's no like, kind of. You can just go. Just really fake, yeah. right? So, like. Magicians don't hide the fact that the magic they're using isn't real. It's an illusion. It's the like, illusion that's is That's the confidence. Like, this isn't real, but I can almost make it seem real because I'm a skilled craftsman. Okay. So that's kind of fun. Like you're making this thing up. You work and you also work really hard to create this. Like this is kind of like a big art piece for you. Con, you have to write that you're a magician on Tinder. <laughs> Your uh, second argument. I think you're dealing with an accepting audience most of the time. Because they know they're coming in to see a magic show. Like, there's not... It's not like you're going to see comedy and you're not funny. Boo, boo. Like, you're going to see magic. That's what you willingly went to see. My flip side of the coin on that, your kids and wife are not going to have that accepting of an audience when they're telling them what their dad or husband does for a living. <laughs> they go, oh, why aren't we going on vacation? Fucking dad's a magician. That's why we're not going on uh... vacation. And everyone's going to be like, oh, my dad, my dad works at the legal... Even the lumber yard is I like... I don't know. I think there might be a certain pride with it. Uh, my dad's a magician. He does parties. He did this kid's party this weekend. No one's proud of a mom that does parties, though. Oh. oh. <laughs> is that a gender thing, you think? You're on the hot seat. Um. Yeah, I mean, are you talking Tupperware parties? Uh, those, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, of course. Yeah, Tupperware parties. Did your mom have Tupperware parties when you were growing up? No. Mine did. That was an experience I had. I never went to it. It was like ladies' night when your mom tries to sell their ladies' bowls. Oh, God. It's My mom went to an Amway party once. Oof, that sounds yeah. worse. They saw a whole lifestyle. They Not do. just bowls and fucking forks and shit. My mom ended up buying that soap, and she just swore by it for years. She bought it from some woman at church. That's where, like, stuff, like, that's where pyramid that's scams where you find start happening people. at church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, so-and-so is selling soap. 
partner, so-and-so is selling candles. Let's support him or her. We're going to go to this party. So, yeah, my mom ended up going to an Amway party. It, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was fun. My mom was not a very social Yeah, the word creature. party here is really misleading. Yeah. That's I mean, why when I said, like, a mom that does parties, I clearly didn't mean that for real. That's why you're being, like, a bit obstructionist. <laughs> like clearly there was a funnier way for you to respond but you're just like you know what fuck this joke I'm just gonna burn it down yeah that, that's what went through my mind I think so you're on the hot seat Disney. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to the magician we still have one more point alright I thought my second counter argument was pretty good yeah I think I got you on that one compared to what you said I, I think you he's getting applauses points. his kids are getting fucking booze at school yeah Will there ever be a world where magicians are accepted? I think now is the moment. If we're ever going to have a moment where magicians can rise. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I saw that documentary a while ago. Oh, the you saw it with me, The Teens at Magic Camp. That was one of my favorite documentaries ever. Why is that? Because those kids are delusional. And they're thinking that this is great, but here's the thing, they're going to go, but here's the thing, they're amongst themselves. So, like, it's so positive because it's magicians amongst magicians. So, they're all, like, rooting for each other, cheering each other on, being enthusiastic with each other. There's even rivalries. But here's the thing, in the real world, that's not going to work. Not true, because what you're also describing, it sounds just like a TED Talk. (laughs) And TED Talks happen in the real world. So maybe these kids, I don't know. They're but there's preparing something to be pure. TED Talk presenter. TEDx, probably. But. There's something pure and beautiful about their positivity. Yeah, definitely. I don't disagree with you on but that. But it's delusional because that's not going to work in the real world. This kid in Japan who's a magician, like he's going to get made fun of. He can of. definitely be a magician in Japan for real. Like That's, <laughs> a, that's the place yeah, where it he's happens. Not, his family is like, oh, he's a magician. We're so proud of him. He's yeah. the best. He's not going to farm the rice fields. He's Whoa. Gonna, Right. Well, he was a farmer. Whoa. I'm trying to get on SNL. Okay. <laughs> he was a farmer. That kid. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. His family was farmers. I remember that. How the fuck do you remember that? I remember I little details. I forgot that I saw this movie until you mentioned it. Not big details, little details. Like, I remember him living, like, in this, like, kind of hut-ish establishment. Okay, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> well, you haven't made an argument. What's your third argument for why being a magician would be fun? Present me something. Don't break down a movie. If you can. This is a hard one. Okay, move on. I'm usually not I'm usually not pro magician. It sucks to be a magician. You picked the wrong yeah. side of that one. You're the one who said yes. I don't the question is no, you don't have to take I, you can take any side. Any That's side. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. I was trying to be positive. <laughs> trying to be positive. You know me, I'm just trying to be positive. That's my, that's my new lifestyle, trying to be positive about magicians. It's not the worst. What's the craziest thing you've seen in the gym? Oh, yeah. We signed up for the gym. Okay, I like that, man. It was, it's no, a, don't, you don't have to say that. Like, Have you seen anything dumb at the gym? Like, what are, like, any examples? This is just like a throwaway topic. I'm trying to get like a little something out of maybe. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, here, I, yesterday, I saw, it wasn't like quite the garbage bag, but it was plastic wear that the guy wore while walking on the treadmill. And it's like a short sleeve plastic How shirt. How old was the man in your approximation? 40s, 50s. Here's the thing. So like, not, probably just, not training for like a high school wrestling no, match. No, not training for a high school match. 
Just getting ready for the rest of the fall. Just wearing a short sleeve plastic shirt, like over other stuff. What do you think he was trying to prepare for? Let's let's get inside his head. Lose weight, but for what? Did he have a doctor's appointment coming up or something? (sighs) Dehydrate yourself for your doctor's appointment. I don't know. That's my (laughs) question. Doctors hate that move. And maybe that's why I would lurk after him, trying to figure it out. I bet he has a sexy Halloween costume to squeeze into. Uh, Oh, Halloween's almost upon us. Yeah, a few days. A few days out. That's a, that's always a strange one. A few years ago, I saw someone like with actual garbage bags and duct tape and like running on the treadmill. That was my that was my psychic aunt. <laughs> <laughs> I told you someone. I also feel like that's a dangerous move. Yeah, it definitely is. Spitting while you're talking to a microphone, yeah. you can get zapped. I, I know. No, I didn't spit. I just had a little th- mouth water. All right. <laughs> what about you? What about me? What's the craziest thing you've seen at the gym? Six hairy feet in one shower stall. <laughs> That's a good one. I've seen people drop shit a lot. I always love that. When you go early in the morning, some people just aren't prepared. So I've seen guys like load up only one side of like the bench. But like, you know, I don't like I mind my own business, like with the pictures, like I mentioned. So like you can't really do that. But I like I never know. Maybe it's a new exercise. And then they just flip it over. Usually and there's like like a clang, if you will. My cousin almost killed himself once with that. He was lifting. He got his arm over his neck, and he just didn't drop the weight, even though it's, like, really. And then I was like, just fucking drop it. It's only 30 pounds. He wasn't in true danger. Because if he asphyxiated, he would have dropped the weight. Ooh. But that was a fun moment. People just, that's talking about delusion. I think that's why the gym relates, because that's, like, a place where people play out delusion. Uh-huh. Like, I've, I've seen a lot of people practicing, like, kung fu moves lately. And by a lot of people, I mean this one guy who wears sleeveless tees. <laughs> And, like, you know, you see him in the corner, and he's doing, like, Bruce Lee stuff. And it's, uh, like, what are you working out? Yeah. What are you preparing for? Or, like, yeah, I mean, I, I see similar people kickboxing the 100-pound bag full of cement. Like, that's a rough one. True champions. Like, yeah, aren't you going to break your foot doing that? I don't know. Well, if they like, didn't, they're not going to, you know. Yeah, so, I guess. so maybe they don't kick it that hard. I, I just would hate to see that bag fall. I also, I'm not a big fan of, like, when... Let's close strong. What should we talk about for the last couple minutes? We're at, like, uh, if we have, like, five minutes. I don't know. Let's figure out something. Give it a minute, because I don't want to just meander. We got some good shit today. You want to just talk about this fucking experience for a minute? Yeah. Sure. kind of already did that a little, but, like, closing up 90 minutes, how do you feel it went? Do you feel it's a fast amount of time? Do you feel it's a slow amount? Like, how did you experience this time? It went by fast. It went by pretty quick. Yeah, it was 90 minutes. That was fast. Is it faster in a podcast studio or in a float tank? In a podcast studio. My float tank time is fucking so boring. Really? I don't like to... <laughs> it's yeah. forever. Yeah, that's kind of like... And then you're scared of drowning. I'm scared of drowning. I'm scared of... Yeah, I'm scared of water. tripping on the way out. That's my... And then like I'm just dead and naked. And it's like, oh, that hippie asshole's dead in there. Go sweep him up. <laughs> well, I also don't want water in my ear. I hate oh, ear infections. It also burns like a motherfucker. That's what yeah. they don't tell you. Like, I wish I often shave my head, uh, uh-huh. you know, and when it's freshly shaved, that salt water is just too much. Yeah. Like, you're not concentrating on anything about how bad that shit burns. Uh-huh. They give you a little fresh water to spray, but once it gets yeah. in your pores, you know, you're toast. Yeah. So I wouldn't go in there with any like, kind of razor burn. That's a little advice. Don't shave your chest right before you hop in a float tank. Yeah. You might find out the meaning of life, but you won't like it. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we can include. So that's uh, our first episode in the bag. We're going to edit this a little bit, but probably not that much. And uh, thanks for listening.
I'm your host, Joe Snee, and next week I'll probably have someone different with me because that's how it works. Good night. <laughs>